And again, Jason Cummings, it's two! With his less favoured right foot this time. Five goals in his last seven matches now. And his first on the road this season. And the Mariners are two clear. Welbeck! Oh, what a finish! What a finish from Welbeck! The little touch, he teed himself up. And right footed secures the three points. It's a great day for Brighton. But Liverpool's problems continue. Brighton Hove Albion 3, Liverpool 0. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. You're with Luke Marlowe and Josh Reynolds. Great to have your company in the A-League today. 3pm match, Western Sydney Wanderers take on Melbourne City. And Western United play the Newcastle Jets at 5pm. That's uh, if you're in Sydney, in Brisbane. Uh, of course, you'll know an hour earlier for those matches. EPL uh, this morning, Brentford our time. Uh, two defeated Bournemouth, nil. Wolves, one. West Ham, nil. Nottingham Forest, two. Leicester City, nil. And Southampton, uh, 2-1 against Everton as well. Phil Moss is our football expert. He joins us on the program now from Yamba, I believe, this morning. Mossy, good morning. G'day, guys. Actually, I'm on my way home from Yamba, so I've got no idea where we are, but <laughs> we're in the middle of a freeway somewhere. Mate, outstanding. Uh, trust you've had a good break. Um, what about uh, this yesterday, Sydney FC heartbreak? Uh, Perth grabbing a very late equaliser, two all in that A-League match. I think there was 14 minutes of injury time added in that second half. And Sydney, that uh, that one would have hurt. That would have felt like a loss yesterday. 90 plus 12. So the 90 minutes was done, 12 minutes into injury time. Luke, as you said, um, a couple of things that would be absolutely heartbreaking for Steve Corica and his players would be the number of chances uh, that they missed during the game. Uh, they had a chance to go 3-0 up um, and and hit the crossbar, um, which was a, a massive chance. 3-0 and the, the game's all but done. Um, and then they, they allowed Perth back into the game for a set piece, 2-1, and, and then obviously that um, that late equaliser in the, nine, the 112th minute, um, absolute heartbreak. It's a hard place to go, Perth, to get to 2-0 up, have the chance to go 3-0 and, and potentially 4-0, um, and then only come home with a point will feel like a loss for Steve Corica and uh, Tidney FC. Well, see, this is actually a question um, I'm actually interested in. Um, how come this day and age is there is there so much extra time? I, I feel whenever I used, you know, watch the A League or or any sort of soccer, and during this World Cup, there was, there was just so much more extra time. Is are, are the refs given more like discrepancies, like four players going down and whatnot? Yeah, great recognition there, Joshy, and a hundred percent. That's exactly what's happened. The um, the world governing body and, and the, the world refereeing body has said let's let's add time for everything because ultimately fans want to see more football um, and time wasting at certain parts of our game have have become an issue. Um, players going down with injury to break momentum um, of the the opposition and things like that. So I'm I'm all for it. I think if a game goes for 150 minutes, I don't care. Um, you know, as long as we get our money's worth and. And the game's a good one. So we first saw it at the World Cup and it's carried over into um, into the A-League, which I think is a real positive. And, and what it does is it stops players wasting time. Um, but if they're, if they're going to do that um, and players go down with injury, well, it adds to the clock because the, the ball is actually only in play in our game. Over a 90-minute game, it's, it's generally in play. I think uh, the last stat I saw was around about 60 minutes um, or 65 minutes that the ball's actually in play if you take out ball going out, goal kicks, free kicks, etc., etc. Um, so I think it's a great move.
Yeah, good insight there. Um, great question, uh, Joshy. What about uh, Melbourne Victory and Adelaide? They played out a draw and Victory, they, they sort of needed that. A win would have been better, but uh, they'll take a draw. Yeah, I think the best way to probably sum that result up for Melbourne Victory is it stemmed the bleeding. They'd, uh, they'd lost three on the track. They couldn't afford a fourth. Um, they've had the week from hell, of course, as we know, with the sanctions over the crowd trouble and, and obviously Nani out for the season with a knee reconstruction. So, um, look, the original derby's always got a bit of added spice to it. Um, when you're away in Adelaide, it's, it's even tougher for, for Melbourne Victory. And, uh, look, they got a fighting point. They were pretty awful in the first half, to be honest. Uh, but they certainly rallied, and Tony Popovich would have had some stern words. He was very animated in the dressing room, um, as we saw on Paramount um, Plus cameras, and uh, and he got a reaction from the second half, and they, they could have gone on and won it. Um, D'Agostino scored a goal. The equaliser was one for the ages. That'll, uh, that'll stay long and true on the uh, highlights reels um, for the A-League, but, um, yeah, overall probably a fair result for both sides. Mossy, the Mariners, uh, they're on fire. Third straight win. Um, what are their chances to win it, mate? Do you think they're a, a genuine contender? Look, they're staying in the race. Um, Nick Montgomery's got a really good balance of uh, youth and experience. Um, Brian Caltech, I think, has been uh, one of the signings of the season. The, the, um, the big Vanuatu uh, centre-back, he's been brilliant this season in front of Danny Bukovic. Um, that's at the back and they've got creativity they've got pace going forward, he's got options off the bench, he's lost uh, um, Qual to, uh, to to Newcastle, he's now signed with Hearts in, in Scotland and, and they haven't missed a beat, I thought that would uh, maybe rattle the dressing room a little bit because he's been so potent off the bench this season and, and obviously grabbed all the headlines uh, but Jason Cummings again scores and um, and they keep rolling on so why, why can't you dream? It's a little club that could back in the day that uh, days of Graham Arnold and myself and, and Laurie McKenna. And then they went through a patch of, I think it was forward and spoons in five years. Um, but a few coaches have come in. Alan Stagic, of course, is one. And Nick Montgomery's then carried that on and they're doing exceptionally well. Good to watch as well. Two games today, mate. Wanderers versus Melbourne City, Western United, Newcastle Jets. Um, your thoughts on those two matches? Well, Western Sydney Wanderers have to bounce back and it's not going to be easy against uh, the form team of the competition in Melbourne City. It's at home for Western Sydney. They've uh, they've only gathered five points from 15 since the World Cup, uh, post-World Cup league uh, restarted. Um, Mark Ru- Marco Rudan said they had a, an honesty session after the loss to Perth last week, so let's see how that uh, pans out. But they need to get going again if they're uh, to climb the table and, and be in the reckoning. And Western United, well, I mean, they're... <laughs> Things aren't going well for Johnny Aloisi. They're the defending champions, and um, you know they're right down the, the, the wrong end of the table as far as West United fans is uh, concerned. But Newcastle Jets have been disappointing as well. So I think this is a desperation derby, this one. Um, and I, I see West United getting the points at home over Newcastle. Mossy, talking about derbies, the Manchester derby was played out. Um, I watched that game. The first goal, mate, what's your thoughts? Rashford, was he offside? Well... <laughs> By the letter of the law, no. So I think it was the right decision because he didn't touch the ball. Some will argue that he interfered with play by being in that position. Um, but I think it was very intelligent from uh, Fernandez, the, the skipper, to, to call him to leave it. And Rashford uh, obeyed and did everything he could to get out of the way of the ball. So, uh, look, I'm happy with that goal standing. And I'm sure Manchester United fans will agree with me. Manchester City fans will probably throw knives at me. But, um, look, ultimately, it was a great come-from-behind win. And it just shows Manchester United have formed team in the competition. Um, I think it's seven wins 
from seven in all competitions, five from five in the in the Premier League, a point behind Manchester City, Arsenal to play uh, tomorrow morning, I think. Um, so, look, it's all, all there to play for, and credit to Ten Hag. I, I questioned whether he was the right man for the job, given the size of the rebuild, but things seem to be on track, and as we said earlier in the week, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo going, I think, is a big piece of the jigsaw that needed to happen for, for Ten Hag to really take control of that dressing room, and, and things are looking very good for him. How are things looking for Liverpool? Uh, 3-0 loss to Brighton. Well, given that it's a family show, I won't say exactly the word that springs to mind, but <laughs> it's not good, mate. And and, and um, Jurgen Klopp came out after the game um, and said that's the worst performance during his reign. Um, now, for Klopp to say that, um, you know, that's that's pretty big. So uh, they, they lost to Brentford. They've now lost away to Brighton and Hove Albion. They are slipping down the table and something drastic needs to happen. This is, uh, this is turning into a catastrophic uh, fall from grace for Liverpool. Mate, uh, I hope they can turn it around uh, for your sake. I, you're a mad Liverpool man, aren't you? <laughs> a crazy Liverpool man, yeah. <laughs> mad when they're winning, crazy when they're losing. Well, can they turn it around? Is there? Can you be optimistic or are you you're doom and gloom? You're not giving oh, up, no, sure. Of course I'm optimistic. Yeah, look, at, I'm a coach uh, by nature, so always looking at the silver lining in any cloud. And um, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Klopp turning this around because, you know, he's had a dream run since he's come in at Liverpool, down, down to his hard work and how he is as a coach and, and manager. I'm looking forward to seeing how he turns this around. This is a, probably the toughest period of his managerial career. Um, so watch, you know, I watch with bated breath to, to see what he does, what moves he makes. Uh, does he sign players in the January transfer window before that closes and, and seeing what he actually does to turn this around because it needs to happen and it needs to happen quickly. Drive home safe, mate. Uh, appreciate your time as always. Will do. Thanks, guys. Take care.